Hello everybody, welcome back. This week is Parashas Tazriah, and it's also Parashas HaChadosh. And we're going to continue with the Halachas of Pesach. We're mainly going to focus on Kashring, but before I begin with Kashring, I wanted to talk a little bit about if you're not planning on being home over Pesach. So people who are not planning on being home over Pesach have one of two choices, and even if everybody here is planning on being home over Pesach, it's good to let other people who may not know this, uh, th- this information. So you can clean your house and do B'dikas Chametz before you leave. Obviously that's an option, and that's not the easiest option, but it is a mitzvah, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to do a mitzvah. And you can also sell your house in order that you shouldn't be obligated to do B'dikas Chametz. Uh, an, an alternative that people do is that they sell most of their house and then they leave a, de- a room or two which they clean and then they do B'dikas Chamas. This way you kind of get the best of both worlds. You don't have to clean your whole house and you can uh, as well be Mikhaim the Mitzvah B'dik in those two rooms which are relatively easy to clean. Now where this becomes complicated is if a person is leaving for Pesach but they are giving their house to someone else to use because then you can't really sell your house to the guy if someone else is going to be using it and in that case if you can't if you don't sell it then you are obligated to do bedika so what i do tell people to do in that case is that they can sell everything that's other than the floors meaning to say they can sell all the cabinets they can sell all the closets that are not in use so once you sell all that then really the only thing that needs to be cleaned is the floor uh, like under the couch or whatever, so it's it's about it's not such an intimidating job. Uh, every other service surface can be sold, and you don't have to cast your kitchen because that no one's going to use the kitchen. So really, it's just a question of cleaning the floors. And really, you could do this anytime, uh, any situation that you don't want to be by dick, you can sell those cabinets and lock them up. So that's uh, that that's a good approach, and it's just much easier to do. And you're mekayim this vibedika, and other people can use your house as well. So if you're not going to be home for Pesach, that's the way to approach it. And you just have to specify that when you sell your chametz, specify specify you're selling old cabinets that are marked, and so on and so forth. So let's begin um, discussing cashering and understanding the different methods of cashering. So before we talk about cashering, let's talk about what you can't casher. So cashering doesn't work for ceramic. That's, that's really the only thing that the Gemara says that cashering doesn't work for. Ceramic or china, uh, anything made out of clay, essentially. So that includes, obviously, a ceramic sink, which Baruch Hashem are not so typical anymore. Most of us don't have that. But anything made out of ceramic can't be cashered. So a crackpot, if it ever gets trave, can't be cashered. Now, the question then arose, what about other substances which are not talked about in the Gemara at all? The Gemara talks about metal, the Gemara talks about uh, glass, Pais can talk about glass at least, and wood it talks about, but then we have all these other stuff. We have plastic, we have rubber, and a whole bunch of, a whole host of other new uh, materials. So how do we treat that when it comes to cashering? So some Pais can take the approach that the Gemara said, that the only thing you can't kasher is ceramic. Everything else is uh, can be kashered. Other Pais can say, who knows, maybe these things are like ceramic. So therefore it's very unclear what how to treat these uh, other materials like plastic and, and so on and so forth. And <clears throat> Rav Moshe ha- seems to take the approach, and his tribe is Rav Moshe Feinstein, that you should be machmer for Pesach, but for the rest of the year you don't have to be machmer. 
So that being the case, that typically is the way most people approach it, is that for Pesach they will not kasher rubber or plastic. And hence, uh, if you have a Formica countertop, which is essentially plastic, so you wouldn't kasher that for Pesach, even assuming you kasher uh, uh, countertops. Glass, we don't kasher at all. Sfaradim actually hold you don't have to kasher it. And Ashkenazim hold that you can't kasher it, again, at least for Pesach. Uh, the meaning is that Ashkenazim do not kasher glass, which makes a big problem if you have a glass cooktop, uh, among other things. It's very, very difficult to kasher, and it's it's a big problem. And if you're in the 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 business of renovating your kitchen, it's not a good uh, it's not it's not a good even though it's the most modern thing. It's not a good way to go with a a glass cooktop. Now, there are many different kinds of countertops, which I've been asked about recently, besides granite. Granite could be kasher, but there's quartz, and there's this, and there's that. I think basically everything other than formica can be kasher. They're all forms of stone, and uh, some of them are, are engineered, but nevertheless, they can be kasher. So let's go now to kashering itself. So there are three forms of kashering. You can immerse in boiling water, that's hagala. Then you can pour boiling water on something, that's called iroi. And then the last kind is burning something with a, either fire or with heat, and that's called libun. Uh, the last category of burning or heating, I'm not going to discuss so much because really it's not so relevant. We don't typically do it in a home situation other than the oven, which you either self-clean or if you don't have a self-clean, you can turn it on the highest. Um, and the burners, you would, uh, if they're gas burners, then you take them off and you put them in the oven on its highest for about 15 minutes. Um, and if it's electric burners, you just turn them on until they turn red and then you're fine. So that's as far as Lieben goes, so we'll put that out of the way because pr- pretty much we don't do that too much. But... Agala and Libun and uh, sorry Iroi pouring hot water and immersing in hot water, that is something that we do. So let's start with Hagala immersing in hot water. First of all, what things do we immerse in hot water? So what you essentially need to immerse in hot water is only things that were used that way, like a pot, right, that was cooked. You cooked macaroni in, uh, should you want to use such a pot on Pesach, you could actually kasher it. Uh, um, utensils that are used with uh, cooking water. All those you need to do Hagala for, for. Now, we also tend, the minig is, even though you don't really have to, but that's the minig, the minig is to kasher other things as well, like, for example, bechers, uh, other silver. You kasher that also with hagala, uh, even though usually they're not used with hat, they're only used with cold, but you may have put it in a dishwasher, you may have washed it with hot water, so we do kasher, and that's, that's primarily nowadays, people generally buy new for Pesach, uh, it's cheap enough, and uh, you know, in the older the, the older generations used to take all their utensils and cashier everything. They had this public cashiering place, and they would put everything in there. But it's not done so much anymore. People just buy. So this the the beckers are things that people cashier. So that the way you do it is you cook up uh, the water until it's bubbling, and then you put in a. Um, you put in the becher, and then after you pull it out with the tongs, you uh, rinse it off with cold water. The rinsing off part is not ma'akev, it's kosher even if you don't, but you're supposed to rinse it off with cold water. Now, the pot can be milchik, it can be fleshig, it can even be chametzig, actually, as long as it hasn't been used for 24 hours. It doesn't make a difference what the pot is. The main thing is that it hasn't been used for 24 hours. Uh, here also, there's a custom to have a dedicated pot for this purpose. So, if you do, good. Uh, if not, it's also okay. I personally, I, what I do is I use a 9 by 13 It uh, c- cooks up the water the quickest, um, and uh, it's, it's a new, brand new pot, so you have absolutely no issue. You don't have to wait 24 hours, no, nothing, and it fits almost all beckers, because it doesn't have to go in all at once. You can rotate it. 
It's not like uh, going. It's not like a mikvah. It doesn't have to go in in one shot. So you can also get like the roasters, which are deeper. You know, they could really fit everything. So it's a good solution for a lot of things. Also, it's also a big, a good solution for like huge uh, knives or things like that that might not fit otherwise, or tongs, like you know, etc. So that this is what we do for kashering. Frying pans cannot be kashered even with hagala. Frying pans, being that they use very little oil basically don't cash them if you have an issue with a frying pan most often you're going to have to get rid of it and obviously buy new ones for Pesach um, now pouring, pouring boiling water is the more typical kind of cashing that we do because that's how we cash our sinks and if you want to cash your counter that's how you're going to cash your counter so the same thing you can use any kind of uh, pot to cook up the water as long as it hasn't been used for 24 hours and then the tricky part is just that you need to pour the hot water over every surface which means it can't spread once it spreads it doesn't cashier anymore so you have to actually hit each area with the hot water now when you're talking about the bottom of the sink, so that's pretty easy to figure out. You know, you just go slowly and you pour water and you make sure you touch every spot as best as you can. Uh, the sides of the sink is a little trickier, but at the same time, the sides of the sink don't really have comets in them because when, when does comets hit the side of the sink? Maybe a macaroni splashed out. It's, it's rare. So you, you do the best you can on the side of the sink, but you don't have to be as nervous about the side of the sink. And what I do is, while I have the pot of boiling water, I just take, especially if the, set, the spout is the kind that, you know, is, comes out on a hose, I just stick the whole thing in the pot of boiling water. So then you have Hagala too, uh, certainly Eroy. So that's this way you take care of that, and you take care of that, and it's all good. I also, you should do the surface of the sink. If you have an undermount sink, is great. If it's not an undermount sink, if it's an overmount sink, you should try to capture that metal surface as well. So put towels around it and pour some water there. And then uh, you'll probably, a good thing to do is to boil up more than one pot of water so you don't have to stop in the middle. But if you do have to stop in the middle, that's fine. Just remember where you're up to. You don't have to, again, here also, it doesn't have to be done all at once. You can do half a sink, and then if you run out of water, heat it up, and then it's good, and you continue doing that. Same thing goes with countertaps, and this is the reason why I, I discourage cashering countertaps is because you do have, the water has to hit every spot. And a sink is one thing, the water goes down the drain, and the countertap goes on your floor, so it makes a flood. And in addition, the water, once it spreads and cools off, you can't pour hot water on cold water. So you're going to have to stop every couple of minutes or even less every minute and just get rid of the water, either sponge it off or, or wipe it up. So it's a very tedious process, very time-consuming. You have to hit each spot. I don't, personally don't think it's worth it and it's unlikely that you'll do a good job. So uh, that, it's hard. Now you, you can use a steamer as well. They're not expensive steamers, but steamers are also very tedious for the same reason. You have to hit each spot and each spot has to get hot. So you have to hold the steam there long enough to heat up each spot. So it's, it's very tedious. To hold it there, it has to get hot. You know, I don't know how long it takes, a couple of seconds, but still, it's just a few seconds here, like five seconds. You have to count, you know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, then the next, 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 next. It's tedious. I heard what some people are doing is actually they're hiring, the Star K has a service, uh, and they'll cash your kitchen for you, which for most things, I don't see the point, but if you do want to cash your counters, that is definitely the way to go. So if that's important to you, you can pay for it, and then they'll take care of it, and they'll do a professional job. They're good at it. They have better steamers. They have hotter steamers. They, the steam... It comes out hotter, stays hotter, and it goes a lot quicker for them. It's commercial steamers. Now, there are opinions that when you cash your sink or your counters, you need to use something called an Evan Malubin. This is astringency. Uh, if it's very hard, don't do it, obviously. But the more, most important thing is you do a good job. So if you feel you can do a good job with Evan Malubin, then beautiful. You know, that's, uh, that, that's, so what is an Evan Malubin? Evan Malubin is like a hot wrench 
or a hot stone, anything that's hot, been heated directly on the fire, and then you pour the water over it. Generally, it's, this is a two-person job. So one person pours the water, another person holds the hot item with a uh, tongs, and so that and moves around with the person who's pouring the water. And this way, you have mekayim this concept. What the idea is is that it brings the makes the water hotter even after it left the pot. So it's as if you're cooking the water while you're putting it up, pouring it on. So it brings up to a, a better level of kashering. Again, it's a chumrah, it's brought down, it's, an, it's an, definitely an important chumrah, but if you don't do it, it's also good. The most important thing is that when you kasher, you do a good job and you do it properly. So if you can do it, fine. If you have someone to help you, you have a couple of wrenches, you can be safe, uh, and you can do it, you know, amazing. Otherwise, it's also okay. And uh, the ovens, as I said, that's the, 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 what we do is the self-clean, or you turn it on the highest, and, and then that's, uh, that's sufficient. If you do have a glass top, so then you can give me a call, because it's a little bit complicated what exactly you could do, what your options are. There aren't that many options, so we can talk about it. But uh, otherwise, it's the, that, that, that's how you cash it them.